1: plushcare.com slash weight loss a
0: lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times
1: The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
2: Good morning to you. It's Wednesday the 8th of March. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia hartley brewer on Talk TV. Coming up, Rishi Sunak says he's up for the fight with judges in Europe over plans to deport, uh, sorry, detain and deport channel migrants, calling the crackdown tough but necessary. Meanwhile, the BBC is facing calls to take action against presenter Gary Lineker after he compared the government's migrant policy to Nazi Germany. It's Gary Lineker. Of course he did. And the chief medical officer said a COVID vaccine couldn't be fast-tracked because the disease had a low mortality rate. He said that in February 2020. Yes, that's the latest revelation of the Hancock WhatsApp messages. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Um, thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate your time uh, with us today and your company. Um, lots to talk about. There's no doubt at all that illegal migration bill finally published yesterday by Osweiler Brabham the Home Secretary is very much in the news and a lot of the reaction uh, to it is very much in the news as well. We will be talking more about what's in the lockdown files. There's some would say extraordinary comments from Chris Whitty, but I've been telling you for a long time, virtually everything we know about this disease, and COVID, we knew by February 2020, way before we locked down, low mortality rate of around 1%. Yes, I know that's a lot of people, but it wouldn't apparently justify a vaccine being uh, fast tracked uh, because of the risks of vaccines. Yeah, that's something we may be uh, interested in in the future. We'll also talk about what's going on in Ukraine and just the horrific details of that Cardiff car crash and, understandably, the family of the victims uh, talking out now about how long it took the police uh, to find uh, that uh, car after it had crashed when it took a uh, a friend of the the, the, couple, the well, five of people who were in the car just 15 minutes when looking to see uh, that this car had crashed. Uh, the absolutely horrific ordeal. One of the victims, uh, basically upside down, alive with two, three dead bodies next to her, Um, Unable to reach her phone for two days, waiting for help. Absolutely heartrending stuff. Oh, yeah. And the small matter of international half of the world's population day. We'll talk about that as well. Delighted to say that um, some of that half of the world's population is in the studio with me today. Writer and commentator Candice Holdsworth. Good morning to you. Morning. Can I say, I knew you were the right person for the show today. You'd been booked on. I don't... I don't have International Women's Day in my calendar. It's not a big deal for me. But um, uh, but uh, I was delighted when I asked I mean, when you arrived in the morning. I said, "Oh, what do you think about this story or that story?" And I said, "What do you think about International Women's Day?" And you were like, "What? Where, when is it?" And, just, and I thought, "Perfect guest, perfect guest for the Talk TV breakfast show." Just. Who cares? I mean, I care about women in Afghanistan and Iran, but, you know, let's talk about what's going on here. I suppose that that links in, doesn't it? Because actually the channel migrant boats, you know, 45,000-odd people arriving, vast, vast majority of them are men. Um, A huge number of them, something like a third plus, are from Albania, not a war-torn country, Mm. uh, where people are facing persecution, largely a criminal element coming over there. And the need, I would say, demands from the public, demands from MPs, and, and the absolute just from the public purse for there to be a, a solution to this. Rishi Sinat yesterday, after uh, the Home Secretary, Suheda Braverman, had laid out not much detail before she published the bill, but she made her statement in the Commons, he stood up at a podium at Number 10 for a press conference with a one of those podiums we've seen so much over the last few years. But this time, instead of uh, protect the NHS, it said, stop the boats. Now, numerous memes have already been created on social media. Um, first of all... Um, just let's go. We'll go to a serious question. Do you think the illegal migration bill, what it does in terms of you will be if you arrive this way, you will be detained, then you will be deported uh, within a matter of weeks. You will not have a right to claim asylum at this time, or indeed at any time in the future if you arrive in this way. Do you do you think that this is the this is a necessary measure and a right
0: measure? Yes, I do because I think that that's what was done in Australia when they had their small boats problem basically they as a disincentive to coming they said if you arrive by these routes you will not get to settle you will
2: not get you to you weren't stay. Even allowed on mainland australia no you
0: weren't they did a lot of processing offshore as well um obviously it's different in this country because we've got the echr but I think, european convention of human yes rights. european convention of human rights but david davis was saying that actually there's precedent for the uk parliament having sovereignty over that if you look at you at prisoners voting rights where there was a ruling but parliament yeah. challenged it and they backed down i don't know if the circumstances are exactly yeah. the same now but it's true the uk could stand up to them on this but also
2: we sign up to international treaties um you know and that's a, that's a decision by our, our publicly uh, accountable and elected politicians if they choose to then move away from that commitment or to change that commitment that is also of, of power, which we have given them. That, that's kind of the whole point of, of Brexit, wasn't it? Was that we, we get to decide these things ourselves. Um, do you think, secondly, that this will work? Will it actually stop the votes? Because the reaction we've had social media since we've been discussing this, I mean, this week, questions about this all, on Monday and Tuesday, overwhelming number of people getting back and responding to us on Twitter and on text, but also a huge number of people just saying, you know, like, I just don't think it will work. I disagree with that. If you look at Australia, the numbers did go down.
0: And then also people have made the point, looking at the surge in Albanian migrants, for instance. In France and Sweden, they have a very low acceptance rate. So you see fewer Albanian migrants going to those countries. So if you take that same principle and you apply it to the new migration bill, where people know that their chances of getting asylum coming through these routes are low, they're less likely to try it. It's a disincentive and quite a powerful yeah. one. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's the thing. The idea here is, isn't it, that, that there will be disincentives. And so when we talk about sort of the multi billion pound cost of, of policing this and the um and, and, and detaining people and 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 the legal fights and things that, that actually a lot of that will dissipate because the message will be clear. People are right on the channel. You, here you are, you, you're, you're about to pay your four or five grand to a people smuggler on the beach in Calais. Um, and basically, you know, you've got a 90% plus chance that actually you're going to be picked up, you're going to be in a detention camp, effectively, and then you're going to be flown home or flown uh, to, to Rwanda or elsewhere. And, and as Richie Sunak pointed out yesterday, it's not just a deal for 200 people, it's just the initial number was for 200 people. There is there is a plan for, you know, to be larger. But they don't expect it to be, you know, 45,000 people. Um, and, and, and this is the thing... Will that deterrent work? Are the people on the beaches with their mobile phones, and they have got mobile phones, they can see social media and things, will that message get across to them loud and clear enough that that, that they will be deterred?
0: Or will well, they just
2: come another route? Well, I think it will deter them because
0: we've seen when other countries have done the same thing, the numbers have gone down, so we know it works. There is precedent yeah. for this. Of course, people need to know that if I pay this amount of money and I come by boat this way, I will have lost all my money and I'll have wasted all my time. And you need to set a very firm boundary yeah. with these types
2: of Home things. Home Office Permanent Secretary has apparently written to the, uh, the Home Secretary saying there's no evidence that this policy will work and, of course, you're spending your public money. But as you say... There is evidence for other countries that it's worked. I mean, the, people say, well, the Randa policy hasn't worked. The Randa policy has never actually been put into practice. I mean, we had mm-hmm. a plane sitting on the tarmac, didn't we? And it never actually uh, left. I remember being on air <laughs> uh, that evening when, uh, when, when you know, it just didn't leave and as one migrant after another was was taken uh, off the plane. So, um, yeah, it, it only works once people realise you're not going to be basically sitting in a four-star hotel in Luton for for the next year or two. Um, and able to work in the black market. Now that's things. Lots of people are saying. I mean, certainly we heard from the likes of Ed Cooper, the Shadow Home Secretary, uh, and others that the big thing is about you need to tackle the people smugglers. Um, that's the big issue. You need to tackle people smugglers. You, you can you can arrest every single people smuggler right now, today, and tomorrow there'll be another thousand of them ready to sell those boats, won't they?
0: Exactly. That's quite a comfortable place for them to be because yeah. then they don't really have to directly criticise anyone actually getting into the boats. So that's where they tend yeah. to
2: keep their what, focus. I've got a very big issue of people getting into those boats with young children. Yes, it's dangerous. When I mean, everyone talks about it, isn't it terrible? It's all these people like, it's absolutely terrible that people... Put themselves into that level, uh, or at that level of risk, and it's absolutely terrible when people who are, you know, if you're getting into a boat from, you know, from a war-torn country, and that you had to put your felt you had to put yourself into that that position, absolutely, I'm absolutely horrified for those people. But but the idea that when you're in France that you are in desperate measures and have to do it is absurd. And this idea, but they've got links with people in Britain and they speak the language. S- sorry, that that's not going to fly for me as a voter of of, of why of why it's okay for someone to come here. Well, there's a bigger picture to look at.
0: Obviously, they have their interests, they want to come, but you can't yeah. just look at that as the sole deciding factor. You also have to look at, is it politically viable in this country? Do people want it? Is there yeah. democratic support for it? Is there the money to support all these people coming in and claiming asylum?
2: Yeah, I mean, and that is, that is a small point worth making, isn't it? The, the cost of this is huge, already £3 billion a year. Um, it's going to go up the thickness to 6 billion if, if you do this. But again, it's, if there is the incentive factor, then there'll be less so. Let's talk about uh, Gary Lineker as well. He, of course, being Gary Lineker, um, has decided to tweet out about this policy. He shared a video of, uh, as well of Braverman outlining the illegal m- migration bill last night with the comment, good heavens, this is beyond awful. Um, he, he then replied to... Um, uh, someone, one of his 8.6 million followers, who, I'm not one of them, I'm blocked. Gutted about that. Um, uh, To um, uh, basically question him about this. And he said, this is just an, no, he said, there is no influx. We take far fewer refugees than any other major European countries. This is just an immeasurably cruel policy directed at the most vulnerable people in language that is not dissimilar to that used by Germany in the 30s. And I'm out of order, because obviously someone said he was out of order. Now, when you say language used by Germany in the nineteen thirties, you are referring to no one other than the Nazis. He just didn't use the N word. Um, he says his policy is immeasurably cruel. He says it's directed at the most vulnerable people. I don't think a lot of the people getting on those boats are the most vulnerable people. Um, we're not. We're not. It's not like enforced drownings in the Channel, is it? Um, and to say this is the language of the Nazis. What do you make of those comments and do you think that he should be disciplined, as many are demanding today, by the BBC?
0: It's ridiculous hyperbole. What an oversimplification of the whole issue. I think he's completely out of touch with public opinion on it. On free speech grounds, should he get to say it? Sure. But should the BBC advise him on his professional
2: conduct? Yes, they probably should. Yeah, I mean, that's the key thing. Free speech, he's entitled to give any opinion he wants. However, he's also signed a contract with the BBC where he is required not to make party political comments. Yes. If, I mean, that, that's the deal. That's the deal when you work for the BBC because it's a politically neutral organisation. If you want to get involved in the politics, you can't have the contract with the BBC. You can go work for anyone else and you can do it. But that's the deal. Why we pay your wages, Gary, which we have no choice about paying. You you accept that deal. At some point, Tim Davey, the director general, is going to have to say, you know, shut up. Or you, or you have to leave and work somewhere else. Yes. I mean, it's just such an immature comment as well. Yeah, but it will go down really well at his dinner parties. Oh, of course. You go, yes. This is all about, it's all about. <laughs> 6.44 is the time. Lots more to talk about. Obviously, uh, plenty more to come looking at the front pages as well. This
1: the week. biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.